This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusica.com. Hi, ladies and gentlemen, this is Musa, and this is another edition of Two Line Music Hut's Entertainment Report podcast. And tonight, we got a real, real special and interesting guest. When you want to know anything about sex, all right, whether it's sexual therapy, whether it's BDSM, whether it's bondage, whatever it is, this is the lady you need to talk to. You know who we have right here? We have Jet Sit and Jasmine in the building tonight. What's good, my sister? I love that intro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad this is recorded. <laughs> yes. You, you could take that piece and then we'll... Thank you. You could play it whenever you're doing your show. You know Hello. what I mean? Thank How are you. you? I'm excellent. Yourself? I'm doing great. All right. Welcome to Toronto. We're Thank actually you. doing this in Toronto. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? First yeah. time here? First time. First time in Canada. In so Canada? First time in your country, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. How do you like it? The people are lovely. Mm-hmm. The people are absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, the food is good. Mm-hmm. And I haven't gone out to the city yet. So. Don't worry, we'll, we'll, we'll get you after this. We'll yes, probably set it up and yeah, yeah, make you mm-hmm. go. What, what have you eaten since you came up? Um, well, I don't want everyone to know about me being <laughs> off of my healthy diet. <laughs> but um, we've had oh, there's an amazing steakhouse, the keg. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you make, guys don't have perfect. it out there. No. Okay, no keg yeah. is big when it comes to steak. Okay, it was yeah. delicious. Like yeah. everything in the vegetables were even perfect. Yeah. That's how you know it's a good. Yeah. Day. <laughs> so yeah, we ate there and a couple of other spots of breakfast. It's been amazing. But the event that we did last night with yeah. Room Twenty Three Sixty Nine, yeah. really like if I don't see any other area, anything else of Canada, I yeah. saw I, what I feel is the best. It's the best. Yeah, just sexiest people. Yeah. Kinkiest, yeah. most willing to learn, yeah. beautiful. I like, yeah. and you see that right there, you set me up into what I really wanted to ask. You know, mm-hmm. when we're talking about sexual, we're talking about kinky, and especially mm-hmm. from a black perspective. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's yeah. the biggest part, yeah. a black perspective. Mm-hmm. What do you find the, how do you find that right now? Do you find that people are really into it? They're getting more into it. They're not really into it. What's the vibe like out there? So I find that we're all looking for safe spaces to explore understand okay so i think that all just people in general have a lot of curiosities about their sexual um their sexual range you know what's out there what could make things more lively what could make things more enjoyable Mm -hmm. um what could even you know just open their eyes to new experiences but it's like you have all these curiosities and you may um, like how do you say like you may satisfy some of them by watching porn or yeah. maybe talking amongst your girlfriends but to actually have an experience that's where like the block comes like where do I go who yeah. do I hang out with where is it safe for me to go and explore these things so you know there are a lot of there's a lot of swingers clubs there's dungeons but when we go into those spaces it's almost like going anywhere else we're yeah. the only one mm-hmm. right we're expected to be like over sexualized or okay. um you know it's kind of like if you go to the basketball court yeah. and there's a whole bunch of white guys they think like, <laughs> you're the superstar right it's like i don't know anything about basketball you know or i if play I go, volleyball I don't know. See, yeah. all right or if i go out dancing it's like mm. the um, automatic assumption that i'm going to like well i am yeah <laughs> But it's the assumption. The assumption. Yeah. And that puts a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Pressure to perform mm-hmm. um, or pressure to act a particular way or mm-hmm. just annoyance yeah. that people are making expectations of you. Mm-hmm. So the same thing happens in the kink and, and BDSM world for people of color. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and we want to be able to go in those spaces and we're not fetishized for our skin. I can't tell you how many swingers events I've been to and someone's come up and said like, ooh, I sure like chocolate. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> get chocolate. Yeah. I'm a human, you know? Yeah. And I like to actually think I'm more caramel complexion yeah. anyways, yeah. right? Yeah. So that, that, um, that feeling can be can be such a turnoff and mm-hmm. it can keep people from feeling like they're in a trusted space where people are seeing them as a human mm-hmm. um their likes and dislikes and and wanting to play with them in a way that um that you know like it's fun yeah so when we create these black kinky spaces we really give people a chance to feel safe mm-hmm. um we get to have consideration so like last night we we're doing like choking and spanking and yeah you missed it yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're g- listen as this podcast goes out we're gonna get a lot of information yeah. i really want to know okay. what's going on so room 2369 they brought it yeah. their their crew their followership um and they allowed so we're here and we're doing like you know the these erotic activities and demonstrating and teaching okay. one another and there's certain things like with a black woman like are you going to pull her hair uh number one thing you know leave my hair alone generally 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 (laughs) ask Mm -hmm. right or allow her to guide your hands through her hair Mm -hmm. so these are things we don't have to discuss when we are in a space where certain things are understood where everybody knows yeah like just kind of the drill exactly Mm -hmm. um we were doing things like bondage and using rope Mm -hmm. well my, you know, my dark skin sisters are not going to turn red. Yeah. They're not going to turn blue. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, if they do, we're we're already way past a, a particular zone, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we have to look for other things: body temperature, breathing, mm-hmm. using our safe words. There are things that people don't take into consideration when working with black and brown people, mm-hmm. which is why we have to have these spaces and these kind of conversations where we can say, like, ah, I can enjoy these, but I do have to be careful. For sure, for mm-hmm. sure. So then let's bring it to this then. Mm-hmm. Exactly what do you do? I just be hanging out at hotels. <laughs> <laughs> I just hang out at hotels. Talk on mics. Talk yeah. on mics, yeah, cameras, you know. Yeah, that's about um, it. So I, I do a variety of different things. Okay. I am definitely a sheepreneur. I work completely for myself. Okay. Um, I own Royal Fetish Films with mm-hmm. my partner, King Noir. Mm-hmm. And that is a full adult entertainment company Mm -hmm. so we do all kinds of whether it's sensual romance porn fetish porn to hardcore Mm -hmm. Um, it is a space where you will see people of color people of all different shapes sizes orientations enjoying kink Mm -hmm. um, in ways that they're often relegated to particular stereotypes yeah so that's Royal Fetish Films. I am the owner, co-owner of Jet Setting Jasmine, which is an adult education and entertainment company. So okay. I kind of like to think, like, today I'm wearing mostly her hat. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm also the owner and lead therapist for Blue Pearl Therapy. I'm a licensed clinical therapist. Okay. And is that sexual or that's just therapy? So um, it is everything. Okay. Yeah. But that being said, a large portion of my clients come to me because of the work that I do Mm -hmm. in the sex entertainment and sex industry. They know kind of like all her... All her bags are, uh, you know, all her baggage is laid on the line. You know, there's not going to be any judgment there. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very vulnerable Mm -hmm. with everything being out in the open. So it makes it easier for people to be vulnerable with me. Makes sense. Because that's when you get to your purest form. Absolutely. It's when you're vulnerable and you just lay everything out there. Mm -hmm. So um, I would say probably 70% of my clients do come to me because of maybe a sexual trauma or um, a sexual inhibition that they would like to move past. Okay. And a lot of times those things 
are maybe they want they can't get past something with their lover Mm -hmm. and when it comes down to it it really has to do with an anxiety that started as a child you know and we can work through that because my range allows it and i guess especially a lot of the clients you see are generally black yeah i would Mm -hmm. say that um it's definitely diversified as i've started to be advertised as a uh a therapist for sex workers so um people that other porn stars that want to engage in therapy but they Mm -hmm. don't want to have to say like no i don't want to leave my job no you know (laughs) or i can't i can't schedule today because i have three shoots in a row Mm -hmm. like there's certain things that we don't have to we don't have to go into because understood it's understood Mm -hmm. right so um I am seeing more diversity in terms of that because a lot of those film um, film stars are not of color. Okay, because the special thing with you two is I know you do a lot of work behind the camera, mm-hmm. but you also do work in front of the camera. I do. <laughs> which mm-hmm. makes you so complex and interested. Mm-hmm. So will you consider yourself, quote unquote, a porn star? I used to run away from that title okay. um, because I didn't know exactly what to find a star. But when we won three awards for, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm a porn star. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, okay. so no, I'm a, definitely an adult actress, an adult entertainer. I mm-hmm. do have um, full intercourse mm-hmm. on film. I do some fetish work, mm-hmm. you know, things that are like fully clothed and um, I'm just satisfying people's fetishes and my own Mm -hmm. and also we do live shows as well got you what was it like the very first time on camera well um what was interesting is that the very first time that we decided well the very first time we were on camera it was just kind of like um like let's just film it like there's a camera here and we had a, a sub um, mm-hmm. spending the weekend with us. And we're like, oh, let's just film it and have fun with I, it. I got to keep that in mind. So, so I'm spending the weekend. It. Okay, we're going to get there. Yeah. <laughs> and so she she filmed it. And, and then when I watched it back, it wasn't like, oh, is this perfect for film? I, I watched it back and thought, wow, I would watch more porn mm-hmm. if I saw more images like this. Because I heard you say that already. Mm-hmm. You got into the business because you wanted to see more people like yourself. Mm-hmm. In. And I never really mm-hmm. understood when you said like yourself exactly mm-hmm. what you meant until right, right. now yeah so um seeing like one two black people mm-hmm. we were definitely engaged in love making it mm-hmm. wasn't like uh like oh the pizza man came and, you know <laughs> my was, pipes are broken right look oh, under here <laughs> right it wasn't it was just it was a natural act mm-hmm. that happened to be caught on camera. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have like makeup on or crazy costumes okay. or even high heels. Like, God yeah. forbid you don't see that in porn, right? <laughs> and it wasn't shot all crisp and every single detail. Yeah. It just it just looked like two people having making love. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of a, like, a light bulb went off for me. Like, this is why women, mm-hmm. in my mind at the time, I was thinking about women. This is why women, specifically black women, yeah. don't enjoy porn. All of the women that I talked to were like, oh, we just fast forward to the end. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so it's not really entertainment. It's just kind of like a means to an end. Yeah. And so when I saw that, I was like, hmm, mm. maybe maybe it would be cool to yeah. fill that gap. Yeah. And um, and so then we, you know, put something else out there and yeah. it was received really. We won an award for it. It was okay. received really, really well. What did you what did you have to say to yourself to actually allow you to push that send button to put it out there? Um, so I had to say a couple of things. One is that um, I want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> All right? Like um, yeah. this. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I knew without a doubt, I didn't have to say it. I knew I wasn't being coerced mm-hmm. to do it. I wasn't financially desperate. Mm-hmm. I was 
definitely in one of the highest paid at the time um, jobs that I've ever been in. Okay. So it wasn't an act of desperation. Um, it wasn't a you need to find yourself moment. It mm -hmm. was very sure. I definitely also reviewed all the consequences. So the consequences were I may potentially lose my job. Okay. Oh, so you were working um, at a job at that time? Yeah. Mm -hmm, okay. mm -hmm. I was working for actually a large government agency. <laughs> I won't say that the agency You will leave them nameless. Yeah, sure. Yeah. For um, for their sake. And yeah. um, in a really pretty high up position in the national mm -hmm. office. So I yeah. knew that maybe I couldn't lose my job because I was what I was doing was legal, but I mm -hmm. could threaten... They they could find a way to yeah. massage you mm -hmm. out of your position, and and they certainly tried. Yeah, yeah. So it's okay when when you make a decision if you know the consequences that mm -hmm. you're ready for them. Yeah. Um. So that was that. I knew that I may upset or disappoint some of my family members. Okay. And I was okay with that. Okay. Yeah. Because you're living your truth. Right, and mm -hmm. you know when you kind of think about what what their um what you value the most and certainly i value my family mm -hmm. very much however i value myself most mm -hmm. and happiness. right exactly mm -hmm. and i knew that if they could see me happy and successful mm -hmm. then everything else would eventually fall into place which it has yeah. and um you know i certainly worried about what this would do for my relationship with my daughters okay and i was able to really come very comfortable to terms with i want them to live their lives for who they are and the only way they're going to be able to do that is mm -hmm. if they see me do the same Makes and sense. so um in our household it's kind of is like you know you don't have to do what i do you don't yeah. even have to like what i do but mm -hmm. you do have to respect that 100 you know i'm still a I mean, parent and i'm still yeah. the mom mm -hmm. yeah, exactly I, I provide for you i meet my legal obligations to care for you mm -hmm. i love you and i show you love mm -hmm. um and i also am true to myself mm -hmm. so so that makes sense. All right. And you, when you were shooting, I guess this was with your partner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And your partner, his name? King Noir. Yes, definitely. The famous <laughs> King, King Noir. Noir yes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's how you guys came together. How did you guys even meet? Mm. On a radio show. <laughs> what do you mean? This, yeah, radio. I was doing a radio show called The Emotion Picture. Mm -hmm. And we were doing a show about behind... Um, we're, we're interviewing both King Noir and Cinnamon Love on like what is a relationship for porn stars how what is life like mm -hmm. um beyond the camera mm -hmm. and so on that conversation that i had with him uh i was really the interesting part of him is that he's as complex in the way that you kind of described me mm -hmm. he was doing sex work but he also was building schools and freshwater wells in guinea bissau africa mm -hmm. he was um touring with his music which is very um it is very politically charged okay. and you know speaking to things that i found were very important to mm -hmm. me so i did have a tunnel vision of what people in the sex industry were like like most people yeah. outside of the industry sure mm -hmm. you know but it's almost you know for for your listeners to kind of think about it what if you were only defined by the job that you do every day makes sense too. right like yeah. not none of your hobbies matter none of the, the things that you read and you study and the, the your interests only what you do for a living so yeah. if you are a coffee barista yeah. that's it <laughs> that's the only that's thing that yeah. people cannot look at you as anything else but a barista and that's so limiting right to think but that's how 
many of us think. So as I'm having this conversation with him about porn, and I'm like, and then you do this? And then, like, my brain was hurting. I was like, ah, like, I like everything about this person. And you weren't in the industry at all this time. No, I had done, like, a little bit of dancing as a um, as a young adult. But no, at okay. this time, no. I was just doing this radio show as mm-hmm. a hobby. Okay. And um, I didn't even know what he looked like or anything. It was over the telephone. Okay. And so I was just so, you know, kind of like my brain was really like, how can he be yeah. this and this at the at same, the same time? time? And it allowed us to have an off-the-air conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing some of these little parties for women, like toy parties where they get mm-hmm. together. And and a lot of the questions that women were having was, how do we get a man to, like, what do men like about this? And, what do, and I'm like, I don't know, I'm not yeah. a man, right? So I asked him, hey, yeah. can you join me in some of these parties and give the male perspective? Because mm-hmm. a lot of articles are written by women mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. men. And geared the, towards women. Gear, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, so a lot of misinformation mm-hmm. is, is circulated. Or the challenges that women have, which is communicating with men and vice versa, of course. Um, why can't we have these opportunities where where women can have open communication with men and we can sure. start uh, allowing them to have these with their partner? Mm-hmm. So we did a couple parties together and yeah, the rest is history. Yeah. Here and we here are. you are. How long, how long has it, you guys been together now? Um, it's been about eight years. Already, eh? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. And this brings me to this question now. Mm-hmm. He's in industry. Mm-hmm. You're in the industry. Mm-hmm. What rules are set in the industry? Because you guys don't mm-hmm. always shoot together. No. Do you yeah. shoot? Do you shoot with other partners? Because I know mm-hmm. he does, but I'm yeah. not sure if you do. So I do. Um, I have done. I am not in- interested at the moment, like today. Okay. I don't know. It could today? be tomorrow. This day? <laughs> yeah. Right now? Right okay. now. Right <laughs> moment. In shooting with other male um, male talent, like okay. penetrative sex. Okay. So that kind of has been my own personal limit. Have you done it before or you... No. I have done work with a trans um, a trans performer. Okay. So, um, and that performer identifies as a woman, but okay. it's, it's a, a woman that still has her man parts okay so however that wraps around in your brain yeah. <laughs> you know, i just want to explain it the way and yeah. be respectful to to um the way that she mm-hmm. presents so i have done that and that was pretty cool mm-hmm. and um i've done work with other men but from a fetish perspective so i am always dominating mm-hmm. i'm the one penetrating yeah. <laughs> um, Hi, this is where yeah, yeah. <laughs> So those are those are the boundaries that I enjoy for myself. Fair enough. For King, um, you know he like he doesn't shoot with men, mm-hmm. um, you know unless it's like like two men and a woman and like a threesome yeah. or. But it's or not two guys. Yeah, yeah, he's um you know he's not a gay performer. Definitely mm-hmm. we support and 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 love our LGBT community, sure. but we have our own personal boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done some work with trans performers as well, mostly in in that same um that same style of domination or three threesome. Mm-hmm. But he shot with many women. Mm-hmm. And for us, the rules are... So in the industry, you have to be tested. Yeah. You get tested pretty much every... If you're really, really working often, almost every two weeks. Every two yeah. weeks? Mm-hmm. Wow. Because, you know, things can come up. Yeah. Right? And, and not only do people shoot within the industry, but they have their own partners outside too. Yeah. But um, we find that, like... When we want to kind of like play with like personal partners, mm-hmm. they, they tend to also be in the industry because it kind of keeps our selection pool safe. 
Makes sense. Yeah, people in it like you know, it's our it's our job um, to stay tested, to know our status. It's how we make our money. So we are very very careful, very very careful with our bodies. Yeah, uh, where people have much like a freer idea of what porn stars are yeah. like oh they must sleep with anybody <laughs> not no really. not really because uh, i sell hamburgers doesn't mean i like hamburgers exactly I, I might i might be a vegetarian i just sell hamburgers there you go yeah. see that same yeah. same concept right or like when you get off of work you want to be mm-hmm. off of yeah. work you know yeah. so um so we, you know, testing, that's a major issue. Mm-hmm. King and I also have to be super careful about not shooting with people that don't share the same value set as us. So there are a lot of racist people, period. Yeah, and, right across the board. <laughs> across right the across the board. board, yeah. But then within our industry, there's a lot of people who, um, through their work, you can kind of tell, like, they'll have, like, pretty much racial slurs about, like, uh, you know... I don't even want to use some of that language that yeah. we see, but like they're uh, Islamophobia, um, okay. homophobic, racist, and they like they tweet it or they only shoot content like I only shoot with you know, uh, I only shoot with black men in February or things like what. I, I can go on and on. Like we have an yeah. entire presentation about being in the adult industry for people of color because mm-hmm. it is, like any industry, just as laden with racism mm-hmm. as anywhere else. So for him and I, we have to take a little extra time doing our research. Okay. Um, let's see what else. Other parameters. Within our personal life, I mean, it's it's work, so we're pretty open. You okay. know, We definitely, when it comes to our film company mm-hmm. um we have our parameters around like you know like do you think that she would be good do you mm-hmm. think you know this would be a good scene i'm thinking about pushing this out you know so we meet creatively about royal fetish films but when shooting for other companies yeah. It's, yeah it's okay so then i guess i don't know if don't mind is the right word but you understand that this is work when you see him with other women mm-hmm. or if he sees you with other women mm-hmm. he knows that this is work right so off the ear, is that the same parameter set in your personal life also, or that's slightly different? It, it is slightly different. So we do have an open relationship. He, mm-hmm. we, uh, he is polyamorous, so he has the capacity and the desire to love many others. That's what that means. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so poly many loves, okay. right? Um, polyamorous, polyamor. So lots of love. Amor is the female? Love, just love. A, a more, the word okay. Okay. more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, he has he has always been polyamorous as long as he can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the first relationship where he's been able to really practice freely. Okay. And um, so he, you know, like King could theoretically have like another girlfriend mm-hmm. or, um, you know, whatever. And he's gone on dates and things like that. Um, right now, mm-hmm. it's been very difficult to for him to find that type of relationship outside of our primary relationship. Okay. One, because our primary relationship takes up a lot of time. For we sure. work together. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a family together. And it may be challenging for other women to see themselves um, play second to such a, a dynamic. Okay. And but again, at least they know that that's what the deal is. You're playing yeah. second. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it would, so when we think about a partner for him, it's somebody who is either perfect in that space or who has some type of, like, admiration for the both of us. Okay. Uh, or the third option would be she has a life of her own, too. And okay. he's her secondary yeah. partner as well. Um, so and that's it, all yeah. that's consistent in our open relationship yeah. is do you actually, let me use the word, hunt together? 
Ooh, that's that's a good word. <laughs> Sometimes we do, but if we're hunting, it's really not for keeps. Right. <laughs> Um, we meet a lot of people and we may say like, wow, you know, like she's really hot or, you know, he's Mm. handsome or something along those lines. Um, sometimes I may say to King like, yeah, I'd love to see you with that person. Right. Just like that. Yeah. Has he, okay. Has he ever said that to you that, Hey, check this guy out here. Well, he said things like he knows when somebody is like crushing on me or something like that. Or he knows when um, he's like, I think you, you've got to like, you got the hots for that guy. (laughs) Those are not his words. He would never say that in that way. I I don't want to do his voice right now. Like you dig that dude. (laughs) Um, But you know, and I, I, you know, I'm like, yeah, kind of, sort of, you know, um, but, and we've, we've definitely played in the same spaces together and that's Mm -hmm. been cool. But from a relationship standpoint, it's been, for, for me, it's been more of a challenge to enjoy outside relationships, mainly because I am still maintaining the, the family, you know, um, it's a little bit, it's a little bit easier for men to for sure. be able to understand, you know. Um, even like for for example, if King um, is enjoying the company of a woman and and we find her to be like acceptable to be around our family or to hang out yeah. with us, it's, it's a little bit easier to bring a woman into our space <laughs> more than, it, than a man. Yes, understandable. I I certainly think so. Mm-hmm. From um, you know, I have. I have daughters yeah. and and women we can quickly get into like a very friendly relationship mm-hmm. um so you know but at the, all at the same time I'm very fulfilled in my primary relationship okay. there may be things sexually that I enjoy mm-hmm. you know kind of like outsourcing or enjoying or whatever um and I usually do that when we're on like our little vacations or our getaways and so stuff. you just find somebody I guess walking around resort say hey Come here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why people gotta try. Hey, you wanna you wanna have some fun? Come here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I something got something along to show those lines. Right. <laughs> so, um, and I get a lot of fulfillment from the the BDSM clients. Okay. I definitely enjoy having subs. Mm-hmm. So, um, there, I, it's in my mind. Word, Don't yeah. worry, we're getting there. I enjoy having subs. So, a lot of my secondary relationships mm-hmm. are more in that way than loving. Let me ask you something. Yeah. What sign are you? I'm a Gemini. You're a Gemini. That's mm-hmm. why you're like that. Gemini's are all over, over the, place. the place. They like this. They like that. They get bored yeah. fast. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's you. So you mm-hmm. like you like to be the dominant one mm-hmm. in your primary relationship mm-hmm. or in your let me say what's the proper word side relationship. Yeah, is the sure. Word? That's fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in my primary relationship, we are both we stay pretty much in our dominant space. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just very like I guess the way we say is that we see each other as e- equals. Oh yeah. Um, if anyone is going to be more submissive in a setting, it would be me. Which would yeah. make sense because it seems like you're still somewhat traditional, yeah. but still modern at the exact <laughs> same time. Throw it all in one bowl and see what we get. And see what we get, right. Yeah. Um, but things even like when we go out on dates, mm-hmm. I like King to decide where we're going. Mm-hmm. I even sometimes go as far as saying, you just order order the food. I just want to. I want the food to come, and I, I just want to yeah. eat what's there. I yeah. trust that you know my preferences. Um, relinquishing control feels good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. a, it's a relief. That's almost like the ultimate control. Giving you control is, is the, the ultimate control. control. <laughs> I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Trust me, I understand. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a, a reverse psychology mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah, I'll give you the power, but I still have the power because I gave. You I the gave power. it to you. Yeah. yeah so. No, I definitely understand that. Mm-hmm. This word sub you brought up. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about sub because again, 
from a black perspective, a lot of these stuff, you see these words, yeah. you see pictures, you might see some, but you don't really understand it. Mm-hmm. I've never really spoken to anybody that knows what. So exactly what is a mm-hmm. sub? Because you seem to like subs. I do. <laughs> I do. So sub stands for submissive. Okay. Right. And and it can just be that. So a person that is submitting to. Mm. Could be anything. Yeah. You know, I'm submitting to having to sit in this space Mm -hmm. in this Mm -hmm. frame that duke has created for me (laughs) right so Um, will will uh we be considered doms yet um no you're just you're just directing this moment that's all calm down (laughs) you have to go for it um but no so it's just somebody who is submitting to and Mm -hmm. then a dominant is somebody who is making the demands in Mm -hmm. control right um there's so many ranges from it, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when someone sees the word sub, they think of someone on their knees. Mm-hmm. They think of somebody that is wearing like latex and has their face covered and all of these things are being whipped or mm-hmm. being chained. That's definitely could be That's a part a of it. Yeah, okay. it's a version. Um, there's others that have a sub that likes to do household tasks. <laughs> so um, for him, I drop off my laundry. Yeah. He picks it up and he delivers it. Okay, so mm-hmm. sub could be male or female. Oh, There's yeah. no, no one gender that no. could be a sub. No, right. not not at all. And a lot of submissives, you know, people think, oh, they must be weak or broken or like to be abused and all these kind of things. There, You know, when you kind of think of just people, there's mm-hmm. all kinds of people, For right? Sure. Those that um, fall into the submissive space, some like to be a sub all the time. Others enjoy just having a moment to relinquish control not having to think about what to do that's usually people like in higher positions mm-hmm. ceos mm-hmm. people entrepreneurs yeah. and those type of stuff that's always in control sure. they want to give it away sometimes right and even if you think of a working mom mm-hmm. who's got to like oh doctor's appointments for this one pick you up drop you mm-hmm. off do this don't do that brush your teeth don't brush your teeth <laughs> wash your ass you know yeah. like constant on 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 on, on. To be able to have a session with King and I, or King and or I, mm-hmm. and be told, like, sit still. Mm-hmm. That is like, sit still? You mean nobody needs me right now? Yeah. L- last night we were doing a... um. Last night we were doing a demonstration with bondage, okay. and one of the women is a busybody. Yeah. <laughs> she is... Um, she assists with... Uh, she was a, an assistant to the woman that coordinated, so mm-hmm. she was... Um, putting things here, putting that, making sure everybody had their drink, all these things. And and she volunteered for the the Mm -hmm. bondage piece. And as I'm doing it, Mm -hmm. she says, do do you want me to grab that for you? You know, like, so she's trying to help me settle her down. And as we're going, we're using saran wrap to bind bind her to another woman. That's another one that's in my head. We're talking about that. Binding her. And you can see her breathing and her body language just go like, like visibly relaxed mm-hmm. because she could not move. And it it's like for, for five minutes, she was still. Yeah, yeah. And I said, close your eyes, you know, and just focus on your breathing and the woman that she was bound to, her breathing. Mm-hmm. And they were just relaxed for five minutes. And something, you know, just being able to listen mm-hmm. and and ha- and and have to um, do what you're told when you're used to the one always telling someone what to do can just be a beautiful thing. And how is that even sexual? Where does the sexual come into that mm-hmm. part? So for um, the way that I practice with sensual dominance, it is the um, it's the anticipation of not knowing what may be coming next. Okay. So um, just 
you know, kind of like foreplay, you know. This is a different version of foreplay. It's a different version, right? And um, for my clients that I'm not sleeping with, maybe it's that you get to go home and have your sexual release, whether through masturbation or with your partner. Mm -hmm. Um, Or it is all of these different sensations touching you, um, like whether it's feathers or floggers or, you know, you're getting spanked or you're being choked. All of these different touches are heightening your senses for maybe a release later later down the line for you okay mm-hmm. yeah. the more you speak is the more questions that keep popping yeah in my- <laughs> that's how it goes that's how it goes when you say saran wrap mm-hmm. okay <laughs> what first of all mm-hmm. why saran wrap that's what i want to well, know and then what do you do with the saran wrap okay so saran wrap um because it's easily accessible mm-hmm. so it's a pervertible anything like a common item that you can use towards sexual arousal got you all right and you um, call that what's that word a pervertible all right mm-hmm. I, I understand that yeah. word right away mm-hmm. so saran wrap it's it's easy like you can find it at the dollar store everybody has it in their kitchen i can't believe this yeah. I, i'll never look at saran wrap the same you will ever. not <laughs> you absolutely thanksgiving or uh will uh, look <laughs> leftover <laughs> No saran foil, no saran wrap, yeah. please. Simply foil. <laughs> so um, it's easy. Like it, it's it's easy. You don't have to have a certain skill set to be mm-hmm. able to use it. You know it sticks to yeah. everything, right? So you put your subject yeah. in a position that you want them, mm-hmm. and then you just start wrapping it, right? So a couple of things are happening with the saran wrap. One, it's binding you. It's hard yeah. to move. I mean, you yeah. could definitely break out of it if you yeah. really want to. So it's a great restraint to start with, mm-hmm. because psychologically you're not thinking, "Oh shit, I'm hogtied," and there's like, "Where's the key?" and more stuff in my head. You're thinking like, oh, this is just plastic. If I yeah. really wanted to bust out of this, I could. I could. So it's a great place to establish some trust. It's mm-hmm. just saran wrap. Yeah. But it's pretty it's pretty binding. Yeah. You know? Um the second thing with it is it does a little bit of temperature play. So you know when people want to lose weight, they may wrap themselves in plastic or wear those plastic suits and go jogging to sweat. Well, you're getting hot under there, so your temperature is heating up. Yeah. So you're actually changing the chemistry of the body. And that's like what you really, like with any type of foreplay, is that mm-hmm. you want to heighten senses and do some sensation play. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. When when you break it down and look at it, that's really what it is. It's to heighten the senses. Sure, you know exactly. what I mean? Which all the time, if you can heighten the senses prior to having sex or during having sex, is going to make mm-hmm. that that much more, yeah. you know? When you said yesterday that you saran wrapped two people together. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fun. Why? Okay. Why? Are Why they not? are they back and back Why front not? together? Side to side? What how how you do can you do say- it any way you want, but in the um for yesterday because they were strangers, okay. it was an intro to kink. So okay. we're not talking about like making people pushing boundaries. We just want people to learn new things. Okay. So I had them back to back. Okay. Couple of things that we're doing there is one um, building that trust that like this is this is different. I'm gonna challenge myself yeah. to do something different. I'm gonna trust that Jasmine knows what she's doing. Trust the process, Hopefully. right? <laughs> and then you know, being that close to somebody in a setting where also it's like the sexual energy is there because mm-hmm. we're coming to something you called came kink. Into- we came into an intimate setting. Mm-hmm. So the energy is already there. Then you're putting me close to someone's body. Mm-hmm. Then I have to rely on this person to like, if I go forward, she needs to come back a little mm-hmm. bit. So they're working together without using any verbal communication. Mm-hmm. Then their breathing starts to sink. And that is like super sexy. Okay. So then that is for when you're saran wrap, it's for 
you or is it for them? It's for all of us. It's for all parties yeah. involved. Yeah. Yeah. Saran Rappi, that's yeah, that's a new one. <laughs> Buy stock in it because we're traveling the country right now. <laughs> we're traveling the world right now. Yeah. Um, Saran, we're going to have a Saran Rap shortage just now. Yeah, wow. just like that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. As I said, the more I speak to you, I have a list of questions cool. that we still haven't got to. Because oh, the more we speak is the more crazier okay. it gets. You know what I mean? Let's, go. Let's get into, um, I think the terminology is BDSM. Mm-hmm. What does that stand for? Okay, so bondage, mm-hmm. domination, mm-hmm. Sadi- sad- sadism, okay. or masochism. So sadism is the act of inflicting pain. Masochism is the pleasure receiving it. Okay. It can also stand for that D can stand for dominance and the S can stand for submission. Okay. Yeah. So that's BDSM. Mm-hmm. And I guess you practice BDSM? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, is BDSM something you practice, you live? What exactly is BDSM? So that's a great question. So um, it can be, so BDSM can kind of be, an, it's an umbrella term. Okay. Pretty much for most things kinky that mm-hmm. have to do with the bondage, that have to do with domination and submission, mm-hmm. um, or sadism and masochism. So that, that's a lot. I mean, it could be if I spanked you on the hand and yeah. we said that was in the space of kink. Yeah. We're doing BDSM, That's right? right? <laughs> okay. If I said, you know, sit there and, st- and and don't speak until I tell you to, and we do that in the sense of sexual play, yeah. it's BDSM. That's so crazy. Right? Um, so there are things that are, so BDSM is a fetish within itself. So there's a larger umbrella. Okay. Fetish is it's like, a fetish within a fetish. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So it's a lifestyle or something you practice? Oh, good question. Um, both. It can be some people are, you know, they would, Every time that they have an intimate exchange, it is in some form of BDSM. Okay. Their their fetish, the way that they get off, is through that um, through something in the BDSM world. Mm-hmm. Some people live twenty four seven power exchange, mm-hmm. where in their household, in their relationships, they are always sub or they're always the dom. Mm-hmm. Um, a lifestyle can also be every time we go on vacation, we go and try a new dungeon, right? Um, or it could be something, you know, a practice like, oh, yeah, like I went, went to some party and they had like a St. Andrew's cross and I got up there and I let yeah. someone flog me. It was cool. And then then it's over. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah so they tried it. Yeah, they tried it. That's, you know? This is crazy. This world that you're in, it's it's interesting. It is. And I mean, I've never, I've heard the terms, mm-hmm. but I've never really sat down and spoke to somebody that mm-hmm. could really break down the terms and put it into a box so you mm-hmm. know exactly what this means. Right. You right. know what I mean? You mm-hmm. hear it, yeah, BDSM, okay, people in leather clothes beating somebody with mm-hmm. a whip and that's the extent of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but I never so, understood that. Yeah, so many different, so many different things within within that. Um, I like to practice psychological domination mm-hmm. where I don't have to do any hitting. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my clients are virtual in other countries mm-hmm. and we may have a session where I'm doing a lot of domination, verbal domination, mm-hmm. um, humiliation, even from a physical sense. Like last night, one of, yeah. the, one of the ladies wanted to learn more about smacking in yeah. the face. And so instead of starting with just smacking her in the right. face, like, I don't Come know. here. <laughs> right. We started with psychological domination, which was smack yourself. Mm-hmm. Right, start there. Yeah, you're, you're, boy. It's I almost think you, you get off not even just strictly sexual, just by making people do stuff. Absolutely, that's your, that's your super, that's your super turn on power. Yeah, I think so too. Just to see mm-hmm. what this person would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, under my, under my direction. Yeah. 
Orchestra. It's like, a, <laughs> like an orchestra, yeah. right? The conductor totally loves that that wow. power and control. Everybody could put their instruments down and walk out if they wanted yeah. to. But who would want to do that? Can't make beautiful music. Hey. <laughs> Once you're still under the control or the spell mm-hmm. of the conductor. Mm-hmm. And this brings me back to this now. Mm-hmm. When did you discover sexually you were like this? Mm. That is, um, it's a fuzzy, it's like kind of a gray, gray area for me. Mm-hmm. Once I got into the lifestyle and learning more, and I'm still learning. Okay. I'm still, you know, I'm always learning new things and how certain people like their like their fetishes and, and things like that, the range that people have, because everyone is so unique. Um, I was in I was entering my thirties mm-hmm. when I started to become curious. Okay. But if I and so once I started understanding more, like having this conversation that we're having now with you, I've had several of them and just kind of like, oh okay. It that, all makes yeah, sense in your right? mind. And so then kind of going, f- like having some flashbacks to when I was younger, I remember in high school, mm-hmm. I was very, very interested in boys, but I was very interested in what I know now is edge play. So I would Another go <laughs> I would go out, mm-hmm. um, hang out with guys, and I mm-hmm. would get them to a particular point sexually, like mm-hmm. not even intercourse. Mm-hmm. And they would be so ready, and I would say, I'm ready to leave. <laughs> what? Typical Gemini. Yeah. Typical Gemini. And they would look so pathetic, and I loved it. I absolutely yeah. loved it. And I had no idea that it was a fetish yeah. And at such a young and age. And that's what's considered edging? Edge play. When you, um, you're you controlling mm-hmm. your partner's orgasm, okay. and you may do things like take them almost to having orgasm, pull it back. Mm-hmm. Or you may say you can't have an orgasm for X amount of yeah. days or so on and so forth. Yeah. So at a young age, um, they were calling me dick tease. <laughs> <laughs> And I, you know, I kind of took pride in it mm-hmm. because I was like, yeah, like you didn't sleep with me, but yeah, you caught with your pants down. Yeah. You can't do nothing. Um, and so, you know, I thought I was like being mean uh, or they didn't deserve. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't, I'm not exactly sure all of the thoughts I was having other than I really enjoyed it mm-hmm. and I liked that control. And so now that I've gotten older, I was like, oh yeah, we were practicing BDSM. <laughs> it said that I didn't have their consent. So, so what's something that would you consider like a stripper or a dancer that they practice edging? Potentially, I mean that seduction, right? Yeah. Seducing, knowing that nothing, nothing is that we're not going to pass here, right? Exactly, yeah. absolutely. I yeah. think a good dancer is practicing edge yeah. play. Now there are some okay. that ruin edge, it. Edge play, not edge, edging. Edge play. Okay. Yeah, either edging or edge mm-hmm. play. Um, there are some ones that ruin it. Yeah. yeah, they do things in the back room that they shouldn't, <laughs> watering down the prices. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. so amazing. Okay, let me ask you. What is your, listen to this question I'm going to ask. Okay. Understand what it is. Okay. What is your sexual speed limit? Oh. Well, tell me what, tell me, help me define what speed limit is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your car could go to 200. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. What speed are you comfortable? I'm comfortable at driving at 100 at all times. Okay. What speed are you, what's your sexual speed limit? What do you not want to do? Where, what is one line you will not cross? Oh, okay, okay. So if my if my car could go 200, then I'm probably, I'd like to say like maybe 125. Okay, leave some yeah. room. There's, I think there's a lot of room for things that I haven't explored or things that I want to go back to and okay. try 
differently, you know. Um, I still think that I have a lot of conservative. I, this is the, like the last word that you would expect right, to, <laughs> on this podcast particular show. But I understand it though mm-hmm. because of where you're coming from. Right. So I understand it's still ingrained in you, even though you're living the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But it's still ingrained in you. This is what was taught. This is what you were right. seeing. So it's that reservation is still there. Even if it's just 1%, mm-hmm. it's still there. It's still there, right. Mm-hmm. So I think I still have some areas of of conservatism with my body, okay. right? With my, um, and I think that that in itself is super powerful. Yeah. Because it's like, just because you're in an industry, you have access to almost any act yeah. that you want to do. Um I could certainly pay certain talent to like, all right, let's shoot, right? (laughs) Shoot. shoot, (laughs) I want to do this type of scene, you know, whatever. Um, There are certain things that I want to experience uh, solely with my partner. Okay. There are things that I want to experience with other people. I just don't, I haven't met those particular people yet. Okay. Um, There are, there's things that I'm limited to also because of the, the, like not to sound pompous, but the status that we're at. No, now, I, I I fully understand know? what you mean. Mm-hmm. You so know like I mean? you know things that I would like to try that I want to be genuine, not someone saying like, oh yeah, I yeah. I would just <laughs> yeah. Things so it's like that's that. where you're saying the right person. Yeah. When you see them, you come across them. You know, okay, this is this the person is it, here. right? Yeah. Um, there are even things within my within like my own in, within my own house, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm still a mom. Right, you just can't have things yeah. hanging from the ceilings, and yeah. right, you just probably bedroom, yeah, but anything yeah, no, past that, not even, not uh, even you, bedroom. Yeah, we have so like you know, our our household is like everybody's in on and in and out. The baby's still small. Come yeah. get your brother from the yeah. bed, you know. <laughs> um, so, so with that being said, and I think it's important when people kind of try to put their their sexual standards to performers. You got to be careful because we're just like everyone else from the perspective of we have our our likes, our limits, Mm -hmm. um, our ranges. We have our families, Mm -hmm. you know, our like my dream house would have a dungeon. I don't have that yet. You know, we we got dungeon is another one in my head. Okay, continue. Mm -hmm. But yeah, 125. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Biggest turn offs and turn on sexually. Okay, um, at this moment today. Mm-hmm. So the biggest turn off mm-hmm. would be um, assumptions that men make around women that are sexually free and empowered. So things of men sending pictures of their genitalia. That question is here too, yeah? <laughs> yeah, such like a complete turn off. Mm-hmm. A couple of things. Um, my good friend um, slash sister girl in the world of sexuality. Her name is Tayomi Morgan. She coined a term. You can find it in the Urban Dictionary. It's called ocular rape. Ocular. Okay. Right? So it's where you did not ask to see, you did not give consent, and someone Mm. is sending you a photo which violates your your eyes. So it's not like you just seen it on TV or something. This was specifically sent Sent to you you to see it. Mm -hmm. Got you. And, you know, they they have a fetish of exhibitionism Mm -hmm. that, but they're not doing it in a consensual way. That is, and it takes up a large percentage of my day Mm -hmm. that it's, it's a violation. I just... I want to read messages. I want to, excuse me, I want to meet new people and things of that sort. I do not want to see people's genitalia uninvited. Yeah. You know? I didn't ask, so don't send. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I don't do it mm-hmm. to others. It's like, yeah, if you follow my page, it's 
obviously it's an adult entertainment page, you yeah. know. So that is the consent there is mm-hmm. that you consent to following, following through an adult page. Which even that I censor. I put the other stuff on my subscription pages mm-hmm. for even more consent. Got you. Um, but I don't just randomly send people. Hey, look at this. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's rude. Yeah. And so that that piece and a lot of women. I know a lot of women experience it in general, but even more so women who have shown that they are liberated sexually. Our sexual li- liber liberation mm-hmm. has nothing to do with looking at your genitalia. Yeah. I got you, you know, so that's a huge turnoff. What I usually do is I expose them. I've seen that on your page, yes. yeah, and you even tag them too. Absolutely, yeah. and I will send it to their followers because most of the time yeah. it's um, a family, a family man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that has nothing but pictures yeah. of like him and his wife and children at. But church. in the DM, the background, He's doing that's a different... awful things, right? So his wife should know who he, who she lives with. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. don't do it. Yeah. Um. That's okay. So turn off. Turn on. Mm-hmm. This I'm is what this hustler. is what I want to hear. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a hustler. Okay. I love like people that are like like driven and mm-hmm. um like to me like you when I meet when I especially men because I, I my preference is men mm-hmm. men that like ha, like are working in their craft or they're they're pursuing their passion mm-hmm. and they're open and they're honest and just like I just love that like yeah. I don't I don't even care how ugly they are <laughs> it's just I, you're getting that work yeah you know, and, I mean? you know really really excited and um about the type of work that they're doing I just it's it is such a turn on to me it's yeah. just like I want to know more about you and I uh, like maybe I want to treat you mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you don't, you don't mind treating and all that stuff there. no yeah. no 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 not at all yeah. <laughs> wow you're you're exact you're very interesting to say the least because what i find with you is yeah you're in the industry you do all type of stuff but you're very well spoken oh why thank you yes yes and that (laughs) and that right there changes the whole dynamics Mm -hmm. because if you see somebody on a screen or you see them on action in a movie mm-hmm. and they're acting like this, okay, you're gonna fantasize them. Like, mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. when they speak now, it that can totally ruin everything, right? <laughs> it's not Ugh. even ruin, it, it more puts you into a different light. Yeah. Either if you speak and you don't really have any sense, mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you're a waste of time. Mm-hmm. But you speak well, it's like, oh, you're very intriguing now. Because you speak well, so then now it's beyond or even heightens the mm-hmm. sexual because you speak so well. Right. You know what I mean? Why, well, thank you. Yeah, you're very good at what you do. All right, let's get in. Got a couple more stuff before I get you out of here. Okay. Let's get into your family dynamics. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. You being in the, would you consider yourself a sex worker? Yeah, sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's let's call it that. Yeah. You're a sex worker and you have Three. female? Yeah. Two daughters. Two daughters, mm-hmm. one baby. Son. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. How do you guys discuss this lifestyle mm-hmm. with your children? So um, they've been along this journey. So it's been probably like, Oh, it's going on like nine or ten years now. Okay. So they've been along this journey with me from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and it started with like I I throw parties for adult women, right? And it's like, what kind of parties? Why can't we come to the parties? They're adults. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're yeah. adults. Yeah. Then they'll come back home and they'll be like, goodness, like what did you guys do? It's like the house is a mess or whatever. Or your your yeah. pole is up. Why is your pole up? What were you guys doing? You know, it's like we're having, you know, adult woman time. Yeah. And then there was, I used to keep all my toys in this one luggage and they would be like, what's in the luggage? And I'm like, those are my adult toys. Don't go in there. You know, and so it's kind of 
framing for them, there are mm-hmm. things that adults do and mm-hmm. there's things that children do. Fair enough. Right? And we shouldn't hide that because what children grow up to be adults, right? Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> mean that you introduce them. It's just like when we have liquor, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, this is for adults to drink. This is adult juice. This is mm-hmm. children's juice. Um, well, I'll give you a little sip, but that's it. Yeah. Nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy, mm-hmm. right? And so the same thing in, in my household. Like, okay, I have a pole, mm-hmm. right? I'm not stripping for the children i might be like practicing a certain yeah. lift i remember my my daughter she's a competitive gymnast and okay. i would like be doing like things on the pole and she goes if you tighten your core you can actually hold it a little better I'm like, what <laughs> you know but um so they've been a- along the journey then i started to take some like sexy pictures mm-hmm. right and um my daughter will do my makeup and my hair and okay. um she still does i've and, seen that too yeah and so i wouldn't welcome her to the set mm-hmm. at a, as a as a child, mm-hmm. but I would say like, oh, I'm gonna take some some pictures, and what are you gonna wear? Mm-hmm. Well, I think most of this is gonna be a nude shot. <gasps> nude, yeah. I and okay. why do you want to do that? Mm-hmm. Because I like my body, and I want to be able to show it in an artistic way. Got you. Okay. I have a reason, yeah. right? Um, my youngest daughter tends to be more conservative. Mm-hmm. And so she would go like, ew. You know, she would see the outcome of some of the pictures of, mm-hmm. of just me and like, ew, look at your butt, you know? <laughs> but that's, it's appropriate yeah. for, at the time, a seven-year-old mm-hmm. or eight-year-old. Um, why Basically you... seeing your mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I, I want to celebrate my body. I'm not ashamed of it. I think that there's a time and a place. It's not when they're having a sleepover, I'm mm-hmm. coming out naked, right? Um, or Black leather gloves. Let's have some yeah, fun. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's inappropriate. Yeah. And as they become older, mm-hmm. I don't want them to carry a shame that a lot of women have come up. Or mm-hmm. I had a conversation with my 18-year-old daughter yesterday. We were talking about this misconception of what women wear, if women wear this they're more likely to be raped and mm-hmm. that's so not true statistically okay um or this idea that we have to apologize for turning men on mm-hmm. like no everyone should control themselves in a perfect world i 100 percent agree with you in a perfect world yeah and we talked about the fact that we don't live in a perfect world so we also have to account for that so when we do wear certain things yeah. And if anything bad happens to us, we run the risk of, unfortunately, people not believing us. Yeah. You know? Which, again, we don't live in a perfect world, so then that's where that gets all misconstrued. Mm-hmm. Oh, she had on a short skirt, so then it tempted me. You should have self-control not to be tempted. But, again, we don't live in a perfect world. And he those was tempted, excuses, did it and, right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everything gets out of control. Exactly. So, we, you know, we have those type of discussions which mm-hmm. make, uh, have a, allow them to kind of, couch you know sexual freedom sexual empowerment Mm -hmm. sexual safety Mm -hmm. um when we decided to like put more things online we talked about like okay we're about to like go crazy here yeah (laughs) let's block each other on our social media okay i'm going to be doing more things that i want to do Mm -hmm. for myself um the other thing is that my my daughters love the money that we make yeah like they when we they've said things before like oh oh, you guys have to travel or oh you got to do this i'm like Mm -hmm. do you like those shoes Mm -hmm. do you like this house yeah they're like okay go go i get it i get it Mm -hmm. so do you do they know that you're actually in the sex industry yeah, they so do. they know yeah they do okay so if one of your daughters or even your son now mm-hmm. maybe came to you and said hey i want to become a, again i'm using this term loosely 
a porn star. Sure. All right. What happens then? So um, we would talk about like the steps that that I took. Mm-hmm. I have a great fallback, mm-hmm. right? Um, I am a clinical therapist. It's not yeah. even a fallback. I still yeah. I still That's do it. I they do. know about that work as well. Yeah. Uh, I went to college. Mm-hmm. I have three degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. So do they need all of that? No. Like I I was definitely a professional student i love school yeah clearly (laughs) do they need that yeah not necessarily but do you have you at least set yourself up because the industry Mm -hmm. whether you tell me that you want to go into the porn industry or you tell me you want to be a dancer like Mm -hmm. uh, a hip-hop dancer or you want to be a musician like your dad those industries will chew you up and spit you out Mm -hmm. um they're not as glamorous as they seem do you have what it takes to enter any mm-hmm. of those industries? Okay. And do you have a fallback? Yeah. So that would be number one. Got number it. two would be from a safety standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I can do a lot of the work that I do because I do it with my partner. Yeah. You know, or I do it so openly that mm-hmm. there are, you know, there are eyes that are yeah. are watching <laughs> to make sure I'm okay. <laughs> you know? Yep. So, um, you know, we talk about that. We even talk, like, about... My, my daughter's 18 now. If mm-hmm. she wanted to do some cam work and things like that, mm-hmm. she doesn't have to have my consent. She's her own she adult right She can do it, now. right. Mm-hmm. Um, but we talk about like fetish work. There is a consequence when I go outside my house. Mm-hmm. There's a chance people will recognize me for sex work and do things like show me their genitalia, <laughs> right? So weird. Um, <laughs> or there are other consequences where maybe I'm not invited to some of the like PTA mom groups and things like maybe. I mean, I think... I think I get most of the invites, yeah. but there might be stuff I'm missing out on. Mm-hmm. People are judging me. Mm-hmm. Those may not be the things that you want to do at 18 yeah. because you might want to do something different at 22. Yeah. So if you want to go into that world, maybe start with footwork. Mm-hmm. Nobody can identify your feet. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and the good thing with it is because you guys are both both parents are in the industry, you could kind of guide them. And it would be kind of hypocritical mm-hmm. for you to say, hey, don't do this. Because I'm doing it. Even yeah. if you don't like it 100%, mm-hmm. at least you need to experience it for yourself right. to see if you're going to go all the way in mm-hmm. or this isn't for me. Exactly. And there are aspects of the industry that I absolutely do not like. There are things that I think, you know, it's like any industry, though. I've worked sure. in in government, in regular corporate America, and, and in this industry. And there's mm-hmm. across the board things that I absolutely would not want for my children. Mm-hmm. I don't even want for, you know, for anyone, I wouldn't want it. Give us an example. So um, an example would be, let's just say skeezy people, like where they're telling you like, oh, uh, if you come, you know, I'll pay you like, let's just say, I'll pay you $300 an hour for um, a shoot. I got Mm -hmm. this website. And then you you get there and you realize like, um, this person is, yeah, they're going to pay me, but this is not for a website. This person is getting off. Shooting yeah. this right now. Okay, so there's some of that happens too. Yeah. Okay. So that dishonesty. Yeah. Right. And you know you're still getting paid. You you know, you also have to think like, am I safe? This person is lying to yeah. me. I know it. I feel so it. What, what else, else are, are they, they lying, lying about? about? Exactly. Yeah. So things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had that happen in corporate America where someone mm-hmm. is like, oh yeah, I can I can get you a promotion. Yeah. You know, just do this project for me. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. I got you yeah and then you see that they're not giving you any credit at Mm -hmm. all you know so dishonest people are around everywhere so i don't want i don't want my children to be in any industry where they're being naive Mm -hmm. or taken advantage of you know but um otherwise i mean they them seeing us work they're seeing so many other things like 
today they're watching you set up for she's watching you set up for this podcast yeah huh, if i wanted to have a radio show yeah. maybe i would have the audio visual with it i'd have to have lights she yeah. saw a photo shoot right before you got here yeah. hmm this photographer shoots this way yesterday we was working with another photographer they shoot that way that's her area of interest yeah. is in photography got there was you. the lady that we met um right before coming here she was a personal assistant a virtual assistant yeah. so they're being exposed to so much more a lot more behind a lot of people they never see the end product they don't even see and, yeah. the end product they don't want to see their <laughs> you, parents you wanna, in no, that no, way no, no, yeah no. you, you know no, so no, no. um but then from you know an adult industry standpoint like kids are unfortunately they mm -hmm. turn on their computer yeah they're gonna see something it's almost like you can't access any media without being sold sex mm -hmm. in some capacity it may not be your parents yeah. but you know and how would how would you even handle that if i guess the kids friends mm -hmm. somehow they knew who you were they found they you do. online they do yeah <laughs> this yeah. is what how do you handle that so the um i had a post on ig like probably two years ago where some kids they they were they were trying to bully my daughter like yeah. saying like oh her mom's in the porn industry and we found her instagram and all this stuff so i just went on instagram and i said my page yeah. um is for people that are 18 years of age or older, mm -hmm. you're not old enough to be on here. Mm -hmm. So you're the one in violation, one. Two, if the, I guess the parents were saying mm -hmm. things or whatever, in order for your parents to know what I do, they must be accessing it. They, they have to see. <laughs> and thank you for supporting Royal Fetish. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll take your money. I don't yeah. care whose parent you are. So putting it into perspective, we do what we do, but in order for you to know about it, yeah. you must be... You're buying it. Yeah. Nah, I don't, who's who's yeah. worse? How else would you know? It's just like when people say, hey, I smell weed in here, but I don't how smoke do you, weed. How do, how do you, you know, know what weed smells like? Right. You must have been around <laughs> it before. Something to do with something. Exactly. So there, there's that. And then I also give my, my daughters um, the... I give them ways to confront that. So mm -hmm. the same, like my daughter will do one of two things. She either goes like, they'll say, hey, do you know about your mom? And she'll go, what? Mm -hmm. What happened? And then it makes that person feel like, wait a minute, I'm about to tell her that her mom does porn, you know? Yeah. And they don't want to be in that position. Yeah. Or she goes like, yeah, I do her makeup. Yeah. And so, and then, oh, it's so then what do you do now? Yeah. I put myself out there. So then what happens? Right. What do we do now? Not, there's nothing. Yeah. You can't tell them anything that we haven't already told them or yeah. shared, you know? So that puts them in a position of power to say yeah. and... And how can I help you now? Yeah, and that's where you always want to be, position of power, whether you're making yourself vulnerable so you get that power or you're always dominant yeah. to get that power. You always want to make sure you're in that position of power. Absolutely. Let me ask you something. Mm -hmm. Who is Jet Set and Jasmine? What you see here. Huh? What you see here. <laughs> what you see here. Somebody said describe you. How would you describe yourself? Hmm. Who, who is this ball of sexual energy? <sighs> hard it's this is so why hard. we're here yeah i mean um the way that you talked about a gemini mm -hmm. like i really feel like i really embody when i read the description of a gemini it like i'm you like do. that's me. yeah you do that's me yeah um i am a woman that is really driven by whatever i want to do mm -hmm. when i see something and i'm like i want to do that i do it yeah that, that that could be anything. It could be like, I want to create this tour, mm -hmm. right? So it's kind of funny that we're we're in the middle of this called the Experience Tour. About okay. three years ago, 
King and I were at a, a anniversary for our business, so it was our five-year anniversary party, and I stood up in front of those people and I said, and this year we're taking our company international. Just like that. Just like that. Yeah. And then we went and he, he looked at me and I was like, okay, <laughs> we got to do it. We're going now. Yeah, so um, I think I'd like to say that I'm a visionary. I have a vision. Mm-hmm. And I execute it. Yeah. I am definitely, you know, I'm a mother. Yeah. Like, through and through. First and foremost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Through and through. Yeah. Like, we, you know, discipline. Um, we're all in it. Basketball games. You know, mm-hmm. that comes first. My kids travel with me. Very hands-on mm-hmm. in their lives. Um, you know, sister, daughter. My yeah. mom lives like ten minutes away. She's yeah. a part of the whole. She drops me off to the airport. Yeah. That that brought up another thing. Mm-hmm. What do your family think about this entire lifestyle? Yeah, to them, you know, I think it's kind of like when you get when you when you get with your family, they may say, "How you doing? You good?" Yeah. Like you know, like all your needs being met. Okay, yeah. cool. We don't go into the details of like so. You know, they'll, yeah. they'll say, like, I see you all over the place, mm-hmm. you know, or I saw your little photo shoot, girl, like, you cute. <laughs> but that's yeah. kind of, that's it. We don't sit and talk about the details of anyone's work. Um, you know, we, we're we a very close family. Okay. And um, everybody knows what I do, but it's yeah. like, why nobody wants to talk it about it per it se. I haven't been disowned mm-hmm. by anyone. I've been embraced. Also, when you know a person... Like, your family probably, like, if you did, like, they saw you standing on the highest tower ye- yelling your truth, they would be yeah. like, yeah, that's muscle. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, no, there's no surprise, right? Yeah. So the same thing for me. I've always been a performer in some way. I dance. Um, I've always spoken my mind. I always had kind of like a like bigger than life type of attitude. Mm-hmm. So this is like, yeah, okay. Yeah, we could see yes. that. Okay. And mm-hmm. are you the oldest, youngest in your family? I'm the youngest. You're the youngest. The youngest. You see that? Mm-hmm. That's where it gets really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, baby sis is out here doing all type of yeah. interesting yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like- and everybody, <laughs> for the most part in my family, has reached out. Like everybody in, in you know, you don't talk to everybody yeah, in your yeah. family. But like my cousins and stuff have reached out and they've said things like, oh, you know, we, we all got a little freaky in our family, right? I'm like, yeah. Or they yeah. said like, hey, cuz I'm having an issue with this or that. What do you think about this? So mm-hmm. I'm also a resource. So to, they use you mm-hmm. as a resource. So that that makes sense. That definitely makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. The baby sis doing all this stuff. Yeah. Hey, wow, that's Can't be controlled. <laughs> and then, you know, I always say like, whatever you have a problem, y'all raise me. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. You're, <laughs> it's <yeah>. your fault. <laughs> You're an interesting character. Mm-hmm. Interesting character. Everything that we spoke about, it's just flow so natural from you. You know what I mean? And that's what I like. Cool. You've toured the like a lot of the world mm-hmm. with King. Yes. Okay. What do you find the difference with where this is now black people? Mm-hmm. Black people in America. Yeah. You just came to Canada now. Mm-hmm. I know you did Jamaica and I know you've done England also. Mm-hmm. What do you find is the real difference when it comes to their sexual openness? Oh, yeah. So there's definitely, I mean, I think once we kind of break a like a code of silence, so to speak, yeah. um, we are so much the same. You know, I think black people around the world, even those that live in predominantly black countries, okay. are still experience um, racial oppression 
across the board mm-hmm. through whether colonization or just, you know, politics, corruption in politics. And and you may think, not you, you know, yeah. directly, but people may think that politics don't have a play in sex and sexuality. Oh, but oh. that's probably the biggest play. You know what I mean? Absolutely, because yeah. politics shape how we, le- what we are allowed to learn about, mm-hmm. how we learn about it, and how we are allowed to practice mm-hmm. really every and anything. So, um, in even our blackest countries, they're still oppressed and and follow a particular conservative um, religious view. Yeah. So, I think that when in a lot of the countries that we've gone to, there's a very conservative attitudes, but people have this concept of America being so free. Uh-huh. And quite frankly, when it comes to our sex and sexuality, that's not so. You don't think so? Um, we may talk about it more openly. We may sell products more openly okay. using sex and sexuality. We may be more accepting of things like porn um, from the standpoint of like it being a billion-dollar industry. America mm-hmm. will accept anything that makes money. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> right? But there's still a lot of the oppression towards sex workers. There yeah. um, are still very taboo things to go to to talk about to that we can access freely without mm-hmm. judgment so again once we've gone into these places it, whether america or different countries and broken that like you it's okay it's a mm-hmm. safe space to talk about these yeah. kinky things um to talk about being a full sexual being to talk about not being fetishized by white people mm-hmm. to talk about how religion is a construct that has limited us in a lot of different ways okay we it gets down to like people just wanting to enjoy themselves enjoy and live them. freely. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I mean, wow, that was great. This round here that I'm getting into is called a rapid facts. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> let me change. Let me <laughs> get okay. comfortable. Let me get comfortable. And let's run through these quickly. Here, all, right. all right. But and they're they're very straightforward. You'll see. Okay. Okay. What's the wallpaper on your phone? My family. Okay. What's the last thing you Googled? Oh my gosh, can I check? You could. Okay, this is going to be probably embarrassing, but I want to be honest. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I'll go to Chrome, um, Eventbrite. Eventbrite, okay. That's, that's not embarrassing. <laughs> that ain't nothing. That's not that. Oh, bad. the one before that was bedding, bath, towels, cookware, and fine china. <laughs> that goes back to your mom and you mm-hmm. being who you are first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you a cooker or cleaner? Um. Halfway for both cooker. Cooker. Prefer. Okay. Even though King does most of the cooking and I do most of the cleaning. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. 90s hip hop or 90s R&B? Don't make me choose. <laughs> Don't make me choose. 90s hip hop or 90s R&B? Fuck. 90s R&B. I figured you'd say that. Yeah. Okay. Who was the last person you called or text? Okay, let me tell. I I know it's like one of three people. Mm-hmm. Um, last person that I called was my daughter. Okay. That's the one that's back home. Okay. And the last person that I text was my daughter that's in the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, back to being a mom, yeah. right? Okay. Last place you've been on vacation. Ew, vacation. Vacation, you know. Not vacation. work. Not work. Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> No work at all? No work. Ew. Um, okay, that was uh, last summer. I went on a cruise with the kids to the Bahamas. Bahamas? Okay. Mm-hmm. That, I could live with that. Yeah, yeah. What is your hobby? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. 
Um, dancing. Dancing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite song of all time? Oh, I really do not have one. Okay. I swear I do not have, have one. Okay. Favorite artist of all time? Yeah, I don't have one of those either, but I have to answer appropriately. Um, It's got to be Beyonce. Otherwise, okay. I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get in trouble. <laughs> okay. Do you remember the last song playing in your car before you jumped on the plane? Mm. No. Okay. I don't remember it. I can tell you the last. I can let me let me tell you what's um. Last song you played on your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, hold on. Let's go. This is fun. <laughs> um, let's see. Wow, the first thing that comes oh, it's Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't lying, okay? No, you I see? wasn't home. All right, Beyonce. I the got live it. album. Okay. Quick mm-hmm. question for you: Do you eat um any West Indian food? All of it. Okay, perfect. Then. Yes. So, curry goat mm-hmm. or oxtail? Shit. <laughs> you were so happy. I ate all of it. Yeah. yeah. Curry goat or oxtail? Oxtail's so hard to come by. Oxtail. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. One word or phrase you say too much? Fuck. <laughs> Just like that, right? Just oh, like fuck. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you an early bird or a late night? Early owl? bird. Early bird. Yes. Get up and let's go. I get up with the sun mm-hmm. and I'm ready to go to sleep Good. when it goes down. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Favorite color? Blue, because I'm a Zeta. All right. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Favorite social media platform? Instagram. And so why? Because that's where all my friends are. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I met you. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You're right. Mm-hmm. All right. I can live with that. Yeah. Um, all right. Got to the end of the rapid facts row. You see, okay. that was easy. That and was you were so enjoyable. Oh, I love that. I like that one. That yeah. was fun. All right. Now, the floor is yours completely. Okay. Anything you want to say, anybody Ooh. you want to big up, any handles, okay. any contact, anything, give it to them right now. All right. So, I definitely want to big up Room 2369. Big up, big up. Yes. And Nick's Photography, Nick's Erotic, mm-hmm. for bringing me here. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't, I just have had such an enjoyable time working with wonderful photographers here in um, the Toronto area. Meeting folks like yeah. yourself. And yourself, too. Thank you giving me a platform to speak to people in the area who will bring me back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Good one. Good one. Let's see. So, yeah, thank you so much for that. And visit me at jetsettingjasmine.com. Join me and my friends over on Instagram at jetsettingjasmine, Twitter at jetsetjazz. Go watch and buy our films at royalfetishxxx.com. And yeah, anything I'm selling, buy it. Yeah. It's good. It's good quality. Fair enough. Yeah. Seems to work out. Jasmine. Thank you. You were amazing. Thank you. Amazing. Your vibe, your energy, everything. You were just so free and open. Yeah. As I said, as we're speaking, questions just keep coming in. Good. but well, keep, <laughs> keep sending them. Even though we'll stop here, yeah. you know, you we'll probably we could probably access. do a, a Skype or a live, okay. a five minute live or something. Cool. Like this is. We'll bring we'll bring King into the fold. One hundred percent. I would love to have the two of you guys on a couch together oh, and man. we talk. Yeah, yeah. We can put some words together. Wow. <laughs> because even when you say King, now what what I even find with him, he seems to be in the business, but he mm-hmm. seems to be woke. Oh yeah, he's so woke. Yeah, yeah. So, but then that's a hard balance as you said earlier like i'm woke but i'm in the sex industry but did they say woke people don't have sex uh, exactly and, and like whole... wouldn't you want to have sex yeah. with somebody else? Like, i want to be with no yeah. sleepy person yeah. so it's, it's, it's interesting but definitely up for that one you and king hopefully you guys come back yes. we do skype or whatever that's the plan if, 
Jet Set and Jasmine, it's been amazing. Likewise. Thank you, thank you, thank you so very much. This is Muscle, and this has been another Entertainment Report podcast, and we are out. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com. <laughs>